Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. Nick Adams is Global Manager of the Alltech Mycotoxin Management Team, and he joins us to talk about the ways his team is using the digital devices of the Internet of Things and the data they produce to study and track toxic substances produced by fungus that can travel all the way up the food chain. We thank you for being with us, Nick. Uh, Nick, you work closely with the first European-based, state-of-the-art, Alltech 37-plus mycotoxin analytical services laboratory. Why 37-plus and what goes on there? Tom, thanks for that. Uh, Why 37-plus? If we think about the concept of molds and mycotoxins, so the mold is the living organism that grows in the field or grows on our our feed, our food ingredients as we store them. And when those molds grow, they have the potential to produce these, these mycotoxins. And so we know that there are perhaps four, five, six hundred or more mycotoxins that exist. And so if we want to try and understand what the real challenge is with regards to mycotoxins, one of the objectives is to try and measure those mycotoxins. And so historically, that detection, that analysis was quite a limiting factor for us. We, we couldn't detect those mycotoxins. And uh, with the advent of the, the state-of-the-art lab, as you mentioned, the instrument that we use there is based on mass spectrometry. So by visualizing by seeing the the molecular weight, detecting the molecular weight of the mycotoxin, we're now able to to see lots of mycotoxins. And so Y37 Plus, ultimately, it's the uh, ability to measure lots of different mycotoxins. And because we know that each different feed ingredient might have five, six, uh, or more mycotoxins present, now with the, the, the labs that we have and the instruments we have, we can actually measure those and, and visualize what potential issues there might be. Sadly, samples from across the United States, Canada, and Europe have indicated high levels of these mycotoxins, uh, according to the Alltech 2017 harvest analysis. In fact, levels found in the U.S. corn silage are ranked extremely high. Has that trend continued in 2018? So... And we will wait to see exactly what happens with the 2018 harvest. But as we, and if you think about that 2017 harvest, when we bring those materials in, the level of risk that comes with them is based upon the growing season that they were uh, exposed to during that, that, that uh, season in 2017. So we harvested those materials, they came with a a higher level of risk, and ultimately we will feed those materials as they are. What we find, and particularly with silage, uh, some of the feeds that are more difficult to to store because they're moist, there's a good chance that those risk levels increase during the, the storage season because the presence of moisture with the feedstuff and then the presence of oxygen. If you have those three things, then the mold can proliferate 
And if the mole can proliferate, then potentially the mole can produce more mycotoxins. So yes, we are in the midst right now of feeding those 2017 grains. And when we think about that, we'll continue to do that until this 2018 harvest comes. And at the moment, the weather is looking like it might be warmer uh, for 2018. So we wait to see what impacts that has on the, the crop growing cycle and what that means for the 2018 harvest. Is there some sort of macro cause for this? Is there something that's happening weather-wise uh, that is bringing together all those conditions that you cited? Yes. So the weather has a huge impact on what molds grow in the field, the type of mold, and, and how much of, of that mold grows. So it's why the, the climate during that growing season has such a big impact. And it's why each growing season is quite different. So when we get to that harvest and we bring in that new season's grains, we really, in a sense, have to hit the reset button because those grains will be different than the grains we've been feeding from the previous harvest. So we have to then understand what's the risk from this new harvest, because that's essentially going to set my set my platform, set the benchmark for what I'm going to feed for the next 12 months. Uh, diagnosis and effective remediation of mycotoxin problems have been limited by the ability to accurately measure these toxic contaminants in feedstuffs. Is this problem of measurement being overcome by technological innovation? Yes. So I mentioned a little bit before about the fact that we, we couldn't detect these mycotoxins. And the advancements that we've made with the, the mass spectrometry-based systems has really helped us in that regard. And so uh, you know, the, the 37 plus labs that we have now, we're, we're now able to measure for 50 different mycotoxins. That gives us a great uh, insight as to the challenge. The other interesting thing when we, when we think about technology is also the presence or the ability for us to have what we call a rapid test kit. So using a slightly different approach, uh, we're able to go more into the field and have a test that within, say, 15 to 20 minutes can give us an idea around some of the key mycotoxins. So there's sort of five or six mycotoxins which we see on a quite regular basis in, in some of the, the feed materials that, we, uh, that we're testing. And so some of these main mycotoxins we can test for using these, these rapid test kits. And that helps sort of point us in the right direction, uh, give us an, uh, an understanding as to the, the level of variation in some of these raw materials in a more real-time basis, uh, as opposed to the 37-plus testing, which gives us a much broader view but obviously takes a little bit more time to do that. What about solutions, Nick? Has your team identified or, or developed any ways to address this? Yeah, so it's an area that Alltech has been working on for many years. And you know, ultimately, mycotoxins are consumed by the animal and they will be absorbed by the animal. And, and that's essentially where they cause the, the challenge. So within the gut, initially, they can cause issues and then when they're absorbed. So anything that we can do that reduces the amount of mycotoxin that is consumed in the first place, 
or the amount of mycotoxin that is absorbed by the animal, those are the things that can help mitigate, uh, reduce the, the, the challenges. So we work with mycotoxin adsorbents and you know those are products that we can put into the feed of the animal. And then within the digestive tract of the animal, when the feed starts to be uh, broken up and the nutrients are released, that's when the mycotoxins are also released. And so having the adsorbent material in there allows us to uh, interact with those mycotoxins such that rather than being absorbed by the animal, they're flushed through and excreted. And so these are some of the things that, you know, very specifically in terms of technologies that we can add to the feed, this would, uh, would be one of the key ones. But then also looking at other elements of nutrition, looking at the, the vitamin, the trace mineral status. We know that mycotoxins, because they affect the immunity of the animal, by helping to offset that, looking at the, the, the mineral program, that can, that can help, as well as other control points outside of the, the animal itself. Like I said before, things that we can do in the, the management of the feeds in the first place to, to reduce the production of more mycotoxins, those are all things that we try and work with our customers on to help them understand the different points within the, the feed chain. These are the things I can do to minimize the issue. And then ultimately, when it gets to the animal, we use the adsorbents as that final stage. And to get to that information down on the ground on the farm, uh, the farm today is being invaded by all kinds of connected instruments and digital devices that make up the internet of things. How is that flow of data supporting and informing your mycotoxin mitigation strategies? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. And Having access to more data, uh, as you said, there's now, you know, it's almost where you know, we're being bombarded with it, but in, in the right way, it can help us, help us by understanding the problem more quickly and in more depth. We can obviously find a solution more quickly and more accurately. And so what are some of the things that, uh, that are going on at the moment? Well, weather data. And better weather data. If we can understand better the, the weather during the growing cycle and the potential impact they may have on the mold growth and mycotoxin production, then we can be ahead of the curve in terms of understanding what potential risks are coming. And so now there are you know, weather companies that are getting more into the ag space and being able to give us better, more localized weather uh, information for farms and fields. We can also think about the, the concept of the analysis and again giving us better information around harvest analysis. If we can understand that, that risk, how do we then use that information in the formulation of the diet in the first place so that we don't have to wait until we see the impact on the farm we're actually taking it into account as we're putting together the, the basic nutrition uh, for that farm. That can also be linked then back into the performance data coming from the farm. So when we think about the concept of having our mycotoxin and analytical results and linking that to the performance data from the farm, there are companies now that can take data from different sources 
amalgamate that and interpret that uh, so that we can make decisions accordingly. So I think in the future, this concept whereby the mycotoxin data that we have, the, the pre-harvest information based on things like the, the weather data, but then uh, the actual analytical information that we have based on the harvest analysis and the, the subsequent analyses that we do, that data can be fed into the data systems, which can then be interpreted along with the other pertinent information on the farm to help us understand, well, okay, what's my risk compared to other farms? Uh, is that having a greater impact on my performance than I, I would like it to have? So without a doubt, we are, we, we've had the data to a certain extent, but the fact that we can now put the data up into the cloud where it can be accessed and, and turned around more in real time. I think that's the key thing in allowing us to reduce that window of discovery on the farm, whereby it was always sort of reactive. Now I think it's going to be allow us, it's going to allow us to be more proactive in our approach to dealing with the problem. Is that farmer client given training to be able to analyze that information that's coming back to him that's been analyzed, but are they able to interpret it? That's such a, an important part of it. And one of the things when, when we started analyzing for more mycotoxins, the first question we sort of thought about was, okay, we can analyze for all these mycotoxins, but what will all of that data mean without the interpretation? And so we spent quite a lot of time on the, the reporting side to put something together that would give the user of that report a clear understanding as to these are the mycotoxins that are present what might that mean for my flock my herd in terms of potential symptoms and performance implications etc so yes it is important that the not only do we provide the data but we provide the interpretation and i think that will be one of the key roles when we start to analyze these data sets together, it will be the dashboards that we can create around that so that it can be visualized in such a way that it's meaningful. Is it possible to have feeds and foods that are free of these mycotoxins and more nutritious that can also deliver improved farm performance and, and better profitability? So without a doubt, if we can generate foods and feeds with lower levels of mycotoxins, animals thrive better. Our issue is around the fact that as we've sort of driven for efficiency on farm, and particularly in the sort of agronomic practices when we think about growing crops, we have turned to practices such as minimum till farming, no-till farming, there's less crop rotation than perhaps there used to be. These things have been good for us in many ways, from the concept of molds and mycotoxins, not so good. And so the concept of mycotoxin-free feed, when we look at our database, we might see 2 3 4% of the feed ingredients and feeds that we analyse that have no detectable levels of those 50 different mycotoxins. So conversely, 95, 96 plus percent of those feed ingredients have some level of mycotoxin present. 
The 37 plus lab that, that you're affiliated with, is that the one located in Dunboyne? Yes. Uh, and it's one of a number of, of such facilities. How many of these are there and where are they located? So at the moment, we have two physical labs. We have the one in the headquarters in Lexington, Kentucky. We have the European facility in, in Dunboyne at our facility there. And we work with the Chinese government in a, a sort of partnership with a lab there in, in Beijing. So between those three facilities at the moment, they cover the, uh, the globe for us and samples will be sent to whichever is the most pertinent lab for that region. What are your near-term goals for mycotoxin management? I think the, the near-term goals for mycotoxin management right here, right now, is to better utilize and communicate the contamination data that we are now generating in, in greater amounts. So, you know, for a number of years now, we've conducted harvest analyses within Europe and in North America. This year, we'll see the first harvest analysis for Latin America. And when we think about Brazil and Argentina particularly, you know, these countries grow a lot of grain and they export a lot of grain. So there's a lot of interest globally in some of those Latin American uh, crops and the quality of those crops. So right here, right now, we're very focused on getting that Latin American harvest survey up and running because over the next few months, it will be critical as they go into their harvest period. And then, as I said, getting that data into a cloud-based format whereby then we can uh, interrogate visualize that data far more easily, far more quickly. And of course, that allows the communication of that data globally to our customers and our stakeholders uh, you know, far more rapidly. Nick Adams is Global Manager of the Alltech Mycotoxin Management Team. We thank you for being with us, Nick. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash ag future.